Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, hello, this is Recap the Nation, a fake the nation offshoot where we take a show that's simmering in the cultural conversation and we recap the bejesus out of it. Don't worry, you will still get your regular episodes of Fake the Nation uh, on this very feed on Thursdays, but today we are in the final stretch of The Golden Bachelor, recapping episodes five and six, uh, where we learn more about Gary's capacity for tears and bleeped cursing. We have such a fantastic show for you today because I am joined... Um, um, it's, a, it's just a one-on-one with me and this fantastic woman. She's so hilarious. I've had the privilege of seeing her perform live, which I would also love for you in the audience to have that privilege because it's such a fantastic experience. But if you cannot see her live, you can see her in the new Netflix series called Verified Stand-Up. She is doing, she has uh, a set in Verified Stand-Up. It's coming out in November. So definitely watch that. But she's also in the Letterman series on Netflix, where she, where in an episode that's phenomenal that I've seen. Also watch that. It is the one and only Rosebud Baker. Hey, Rosebud. Hi. Thank you so much. That was a very kind, very kind uh, introduction. <laughs> very sweet <laughs> oh, of you. I mean, what the introduction also <laughs> leaves out is that you just had a baby. 
Um, and that you're in the fucking, you're in it right now. Well, you're in the poop. Yeah, I was going to say it left out the fact that I was 10 minutes late for uh, for logging in. <laughs> so God bless you. Uh, yeah, I, I've had, I was up to my elbows in newborn poop. So that was cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Love the newborn poop. Um, you, you know, you look, you know, you, you look like you were only up to your wrists in it. You're doing Aww, really well. Yeah, you're really pulling it off. <laughs> um, so before we move on, I just want to remind listeners that if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. That's patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. Because maybe, maybe now you're experiencing two episodes of something in your feed every week, a regular fake the nation and a recap the nation. So, um, you know, if you feel like supporting the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad, where you get bonus episodes. So even a more show um, for as little as $4 a month. Uh, and, and thank you so much to everyone who does support the show. It means so much to me and now let us get into the golden bachelor episode five um so episode five we have a once in a lifetime date they kept talking it they they kept referring it to it that way this once in a lifetime date with faith and you know they go on a helicopter and the fucking helicopter lands on a yacht and they go in a hot tub on a yacht and whatever it's just this kind of it's this kind of spectacular spectacular date that it's kind of hard not to have fun on a date like that unless you're like, you know, a character in succession. You yeah. would have fun it's on a date of, like that. It's like a montage of all the Bachelor dates put into one is what it reminded me of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and, and before we get into it, are you in the Bachelor Nation? Uh, I wouldn't describe myself as in the Bachelor Nation. I generally, like, I'll watch The Bachelor up until the point where the villain gets kicked off. And then I generally lose interest. Like I, oh, I, I have a real, I'm like a real fan of the villains on The Bachelor. And then- Okay, so what, you were like a Kathy, a Kathy head um, for this show. Yes, I loved Kathy. I loved Kathy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I truly, to be honest, I watched up until Kathy, the, you know, the once in a lifetime date as well. But the I will say the Golden Bachelor has sort of reignited a, a something, a certain something for me with the show because it's so, it's older women. They're so um, full of life. They make me excited to be older. They make me, um, they're just so innocent. And every time one of them gets kicked off, I do like shed a tear. <laughs> I, 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 really mean, I, I mean, I honestly cry a lot in this show <laughs> the show feels like a little bit of a tear factory but also i'm i've been like more sleep deprived in the last you know couple of months than i have in a long time so that might that might also be part of it but i mean i think <laughs> one of the things i pre so do you feel like faith and gary's um faith and gary's like connection is real i have a hard to, i i do believe everything is real for gary I think everything's like a little too real for Gary almost. But I also think about what, you know, I sort of ruin it for myself with the whole like behind the scenes of it all. And I go like, all right, well, this is the first time that these people have been really um, at the mercy of like reality show TV producers. Yeah. And so I go, I, I sometimes I wonder how much of it is like, real and how much of it is like them being pushed to say something do you know what i mean yeah yeah and yeah. i feel like gary is one that 
if I was a reality TV show producer and I met Gary, I would smell blood. Do you know what I mean? Like he is such a like genuine, naive, sweet man. Yeah. That yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm genuinely worried for him. Right. Right. You know, I, I, do, I, I don't think, think he's he has... suited for the competitive nature of this process. No. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. And, and then, and to be that arbiter and to like, He's essentially like off with their heads and he's like not the kind of guy to to be right. like off with their heads. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And but I but I do I do think that like from the very beginning, he had like a little she, she Faith got the first impression, Rose, if we'll all as we'll all recall. And yes. I think that um, he continues to sort of like be attracted to her in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. The last three women that he takes to hometowns, I do think they all are sort of like different versions of each other. I mean, when I saw them all lined up, I was like, these are kind of like the same lady. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, so, so, okay. So there, so there's this spectacular date. Faith is obviously over the moon and she has a mm-hmm. wonderful time and whatever. And she had been kind of like, really mired in insecurity, or at least the editors made it look like that. Um, it, they had yes. her saying a bunch of insecure stuff in the in the previous episode, like, I haven't had a one-on-one with him for a long time, and I blah, 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 and, like, I'm just feeling, yes. I got I got the first impression rose, but I don't feel like I'm making much impression. Like, it's just on and on with her insecurities. Um, and so this kind of really put the wind in her sails. Uh, back at the farm... Leslie was having a hard time with the fact that Gary was on his special date with Faith and she was crying about it. And this is like an interesting side of Leslie. She's like, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's like exactly jealous, but it's something about it's she's been cheated on. She's had a tough time. Um, Yeah. What do you do? What did you think about that side of Leslie? Like to see her sort of reacting in that way? To me, I was like all right. I like Leslie a lot, but I, I was kind of like, "Mm, let's grow up a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I, that's kind of how I felt about it. I was like, don't, you know, at a certain age, I think we got to stop putting our stuff on other people, you know, but, um, again, this is reality TV. And I think she was probably like prompted to, you know, say that, like, I'm sure, I'm sure they were like, well, if you're having a hard time, what do you think that's about? Why do you think that's happening? And then you just have to answer that question, you know? Right, 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 so, right, right. And they they probably were like, oh, you were cheated on? Let's talk about that, you know? Yeah. So I think, I, 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 this is why I've never been like a Bachelor Nation person. It's probably because I'll sit there and just be, I'll just sort of imagine every single thing that the producers are saying. Oh, to the doing cast. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't stop thinking and just, about the behind the scenes. I, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't like well, give myself over. And one of the know? things that I had a hard time too with in the the date of a lifetime was that like there's this moment where where Faith was like she was homeless as a teenager and I was mm-hmm. like can we just do a whole episode on that backstory like what it was right. it was like basically a sentence of like I was a homeless teen and then you're like why? What? What happened? How did you get out of it? What did you learn from it? What did it? How did that inform your life? You know, it's like I have so many questions about that. And then in the in this show, they don't really prize any kind of depth in this relationship building. So then by the time we 
you know, he's having to give out a rose, you're sort of like, I'm not sure what experience you had. It was so far as I could tell, it was quite surface. You know what I mean? So right. they don't really yes. like l- let us jump in and it's, and it's very frustrating. Um, and same with Leslie. I mean, I think the most frustrating thing about Leslie, is she's having so many reactions and so much, there's so many tears um, it, that mm-hmm. I, it's, she has, she probably has some great stories of of love lost, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Of like fucking crazy dudes who have been fucked up, you know what I mean? And absolutely. And the, I, uh, those are all the stories I want to hear about. Um, I know. I also really wanted to know more about Faith's um, fear of heights and how she got through that helicopter ride because she got over that fear of heights real fast. Well, yeah. I it, was it just the power of Gary's mouth in her f- mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Because also, I I was actually like, I was like quite impressed that someone with a fear of heights could even do smooching while they were afraid of the heights. You know what I mean? I know. I'm like, you got to keep at least one eye open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if I'm afraid of heights and I'm in a helicopter, if somebody's giving me mouth to mouth, it's CPR. It is not. I'm not making that. (laughs) Wait. So okay. what did you what do you think of that in terms of a date? Like would you would you like that kind of date? Um you know, are you talking like if I was on The Bachelor or if are no, you talking in real like life, real life? It, you're, you're like that was the first date I had with my husband was on a helicopter. I that is such a good question. I feel like just based on my personality, the the entire time I would be like, "Oh, come on." And then then but but sort of um hating on myself for not experiencing it fully, you know, yeah, Just yeah, like yeah. being like, can you, can you please Rosebud enjoy being in a, in a helicopter overlooking the city. And meanwhile, I'm just criticizing the guy in my head. And that's, that's really, I think what would happen right. is I would be like, you don't have to do all this. I'm good with like a, a long walk. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, I, first of all, the whole thing, the whole time I was thinking if something like this was going to happen, I would need a lot of advance warning. It couldn't be a surprise. I need to be able to take yes. a, a prescription motion sickness pill <laughs> you know I mean? yes. because I have motion sickness. Also, I'm not generally fond of like helicopters, Cessnas, things that feel a little. I'm not sure that I would do a hot air balloon. Um, if I have to do a wardrobe change in the middle of the date, I'm sorry. It's not happening. Like oh, it's just yeah. not happening. Yeah. There's I, too I, many wardrobe changes and <laughs> scenery changes. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. And it, it also is just I mean, so it's, I I heard I, I read somewhere about having an experience of awe though is and then having an experience of awe with someone sort of strengths strengthens your bond with them or something. And so right. I do think like that there there must have been some sort of like euphoria that came over the both of them th- that like oh my god we're in a helicopter oh, and like this man and I'm smooching like this is it's such an experience of awe that kind of can create feelings of um attraction and love that might That's just, so interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, that explains so much about the bachelor in general just because you have all of these people that have never shot anything for TV yeah. or have never been on the set of anything. And then, you know, 
that's on top of going to these amazing places and doing these amazing things, you also are being followed by cameras. And it's that explains so much of like um, how people are able to give themselves over to that whole process. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and, and it's funny because I think that also might be what, how they can create such a surge of emotion when with the utter like lack of fundamental content in the date yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the other thing it's like we're doing okay we're doing a helicopter we're doing a hot tub we're doing a yacht we're doing it's like does no one does nobody have one good story we could maybe just cut back on on a location or two with maybe one good story right exactly exactly um, and it's funny because so then Faith comes back from the date and, and you know, and and and, um, and uh, Leslie, you know, cleans up her tears and stuff like that. And she talks about the date. She's like and she even says, like, I don't even know if I should tell you guys about this date. Like it was so yes. fucking ridiculous that it might actually be cruel for me to tell you guys about this date. And then the, everyone was really gracious. I mean, that's the thing with Kathy off the show. We don't right. have the villain being like, you know, um, being crazy about something like this. Yeah. Zip it. She's uh, just telling, zip it. <laughs> telling people to zip it. <laughs> By the way, when is the last time you've used the phrase zip it in like just regular I, conversation? I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, I got to bring that back. I zip know. It, zip it. Zip it. It's just so it's it feels like someone's catchphrase in like a 1980s sitcom. But yes. um, <laughs> but uh, so, OK, so, so then she comes back, she explains the date, whatever. And then Ellen, beloved Ellen says Mm -hmm. i was doing okay up until i heard about the hot tub (laughs) and yes (laughs) and that's and that's rough right because obviously we know what happens in a hot tub there's even more smooching maybe there's an errant hand we didn't see you know these are uh, adult people there's some body exploration body sure (laughs) also i don't know again i remember like i had a, a a boyfriend and our Pretty early on, we went to the beach together, and I rem- <laughs> I remember feeling pretty traumatized leading into that. Like I was like, "Oh, it's like I've known him for three weeks, and he's gonna see me in a bathing suit." Like, oh, <laughs> I can't. So, but I also think that's the nice thing about these ladies is they're probably like, um, "This is my body. Deal with it. I don't give two fucks." You know what I mean? Like, right. I think yeah. that's the nice thing about being an older woman, right? Exactly. They're just like, it is what it is. Yeah. Here's, these are my bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. And and to be fair, all of these women are like quite well. Gorgeous. Yeah, they're gorgeous. They like have obviously taken care of themselves. So it's like not an issue. But, uh, you know, the, it doesn't yeah. matter who you are. There's still a moment of pause when you have to be with a man you barely know. In a hot tub. In a bathing suit. In a bathing on suit. TV. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, in HD. 
Um, yeah. Like, this would have been so much better back when, you know, TV shows were four by three and a little glossy, you know? I know. We, it's, we just sort of had that, like, dirty lens filter. Yes, yes. Everyone was, oh. everyone just had a natural Instagram filter on their face and, yeah, like, looked amazing. Softened everything. Completely. <laughs> um, so, okay, so then let's get on to the group date. They go to the Santa Monica Pier, which is kind of like uh, the Coney Island type theme park of Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. although I think Santa Monica is its own town. I don't know. Anyways, don't talk to me about right. city borders. Um, but, <laughs> uh, that's a different podcast that I do. Um, did, so, so they go to the state, uh, they, they all, they all go in the state and they do the typical sh- shooting things with a thing and winning stuffed animals. I don't, you know, whatever, I, as you could tell, right. I, I'm, I'm not one for theme parks. Um, what did you make of this date, this group date? I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like a theme park is a nightmare date. It feels, there's something about it that feels like a bad trip to me. Um, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just sort of this like horrible cartoonish nightmare. I, that to me, that's, that's where I'm at with it. And, you know, call me a party pooper, but that's, I, I would have a hard time on a date like that. It just, that setting to me is not for um it's also the setting of like every date in movies like the notebook you know right which are right 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 is like the montage a children's, it's a children's romance book you yeah know, like i i just to me i'm like why are you bringing us on the golden bachelor to this child's playground to me that's a bizarre you know juxtaposition but, yeah yeah um but at the same time it's like the show is all about like you know, Big. reclaiming their youth and, and going for it. And, and so I kind of love that about it. I, I write exactly. I'm, I'm definitely of two minds. Like you can see, you know, someone like Sandra or someone like, um, maybe Susan or something. were sort of like mm-hmm. biting their tongue a little bit, but like, they're so good, but they have to be game. I mean, that's the point, right? Like you have to present, right. Put your best foot yeah. forward. You can't be like, I'm not into this. You know what I mean? You And you have to just really like act like you're having Sandra. fun. I loved Sandra's She's like great. just faces. There was like, there's one shot of when they're in the helicopter, they're going over the house and it shows the women in the pool waving to yeah, the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandra, Sandra just comes out of the corner like this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She <laughs> pops into corner. frame. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, that is. Like, I hope that becomes a meme. And I know that was really cute. And then I think the other thing that was funny, I think was Susan said, I like waves to the helicopter and says, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, but, and it's so funny because it's like, we're, you know, I, I, I have, I have such reverence for those two women and they were of course, like didn't make it to the end, but, um, but, uh, but they were, they were like, they were like kind of fun. And I mean, Susan, especially should obviously have her own talk show. Um, but, but the, there was a one-on-one moment. There was a bunch of one-on-one moments. Helen just kind of said, like Helen, Ellen, um, said, you know, I, so during the group date, he had a one-on-one moment with Leslie and Leslie. And he said to Leslie, you're my girl, which is what he had said yes. to Ellen last episode. You're my girl. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a lot it, of you're my girls I, bandied about. I think it was also after Leslie said, I'm falling in love with you. Right. What? Right. That was um, her, his response to her saying, I'm falling in love with you. Right. And, and, it, and, and, you know, and it was like kind of whispered and it was kind of like, and it, you know, and they smooched and it, and it, it, it had a genuine feeling to it, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But when he had said it to Ellen, I had really believed it then too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeling, I'm, I just. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying about Gary is like, I'm like, he's so perfect for reality TV because he's such a people pleaser. Yeah. So you're just, he's telling everybody what they want to hear. Producers, cast, you know, and, and of course he's crying all the time. He doesn't know. He has no idea what's going on. Right, 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 right. This poor and man I, is being ripped into a million <laughs> directions. And I feel like with, you know, with Gary, um, I, you know, so so just to, the, the rose ceremony was really shocking because Ellen gets cut, right? And I mean, I don't know right. if you were shocked by that, but I was shocked. Okay, I was not shocked by that, actually. You, wait, you no. weren't shocked by that because she's actually the one that loves... No. She's actually the one that loves, you know, pickleball as he does. She's actually the one that was so excited to be at the pier and to play those games. And she's like his match in terms of like what they like to do, how they like to spend their time, their sensibility, their general disposition. And and, and she was was really doing a lot of she was doing a lot of chasing every time I I feel like I remember her going in for the kiss every time and him, you know, sort of saying things like you're my girl, which I I perceived as like um, from the first time I heard it, I was like, ooh. (gasps) interesting I didn't read it that way okay I mean I guess you're right she did do she did do more chasing and if you and and in that light so do you think that was off-putting or it's just that like she was chasing something that wasn't there like or or was it there and then but Gary was like she wants it too much or something I think she was more into him than than he was into her that's that's what I perceived it as is like if you're making the first move every time you're the one who's more into them that, that yeah. person yeah. and she wasn't ever kind of like sitting back to see if he was gonna you know like I, I don't think he would have said you're my girl um non-defensively right Do you know what I mean right I see what you're saying I yeah. don't think he would have just offered that to her so that was kind of like when I saw her leaving I was like yeah she's gonna go um and it was and it was hard for him because I think on paper he knew and and she knew that they were a good match on paper like yeah interest wise and stuff like that so it was it was a rough time um but I also just want to say in defense of Ellen and Ellen's like thirsty going after it it's like she's what 70 years old who fucking cares anymore if you like someone just like throw your throw your tits at them you know what i mean like why not absolutely oh a hundred percent just (laughs) make a human car wash you know what i mean like (laughs) but i'm just (laughs) all i'm saying is i i i was when i was watching it feeling into it i was like "Mm, no it's not there for him it's just not. Yeah. 
He's not. And I'm feeling the same thing with Leslie, even though, especially because he says at one point he goes, at, he says, I see no reason why I couldn't have a life with Leslie. Like, that's like one of his quotes. I see no reason why I couldn't. I'm like, yeah. it's like, what is this a legal document? And you're just like making sure to say the most vague. <laughs> right. I'm the most vague like, statement, non-committal statement. Yeah, you're not renting a car, buddy. You're yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a real person. Yeah, that that was um I I was actually most stunned that Teresa stayed. What did you feel about Teresa's staying? I I would say that that was pretty that was pretty stunning to me as well. To be honest, I was a little shocked by that. What, what when you when you saw it, what was your like how why why did it shock you? I just don't see their connection. I don't see their connection. It's a little bit like, you know what I think it is? I think this is what it is. She's like a bit of a softy and a bit of a, and she has that kind of like wide-eyed childlike naivete in the Mm -hmm. same way that Gary does. Yes. It's like, it's it's like yin yin and you need a little more yin yang. You know what I mean? And it doesn't, so it just like, I feel like it just doesn't work. You know, she's like, it's like two sweetie pies. What are we going to just sweetie pie all day? It like doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Barbie and Ken world, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Where it's just kind of like, okay, you guys are just sort of going to be googly eyed in each other's faces. And, you know, um, I remember Teresa going to him and being like, yeah, you know, Kathy just, she told me to snip it. She told me to snip it. And I'm like, okay, this lady's like, she's never been, like, she's never been yelled at is right. what it feels like. like, literally, she's done everything right her whole life or something, and everyone has just been gentle and, like, I don't know. And kind. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe that is the connection. You know, maybe that is what, maybe that's their connection. To me, that's, like, a lack of connection, but I, I'm sure... You know, if you're if if you're of a certain age and you just want to sort of chill together, that's like perfect, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I also there's a there's a little thing that made me a little bit sad about Teresa, which is just like I feel like she would bend herself into a pretzel to please him. And oh, yeah. that made me upset because I was like, please don't be get to this age. And then because I did that. I did that in my 20s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I hope uh, I just hope she doesn't. She doesn't have to do that. She's a gorgeous lady. She's got a lot to offer. Like she should just be a little bit more like assertive about her her wants and her needs and what she cares about yeah. and what she you know what I mean and I so there's a little a little bit there was a little something there that like was a little upsetting to me about that I know what you mean I I, I really was getting like kind of old school Disney princess from her yeah. so I, I get what <laughs> yeah yes exactly and I agree I'm in the same I, I feel the same way okay let's take a quick break and then when we come back we'll get into episode six Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app 
that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used rocket money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, educational app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. So we go into episode six and we are left with Faith, um, Teresa, and Leslie. And this is the hometowns episode. And it's funny, like you said that you you kind of lose interest when uh, in a Bachelor show when the villain leaves. Um, yeah. I, I got this just like, hometowns is just like, it's just a little embarrassing to me. The whole thing about yes. hometowns. Yes. I was like just watching, like covering one of my eyes. You know what I mean? I was I just, like, it's I just, just... just like oddly embarrassed. It this it, first of all, it's and, and I think part of the embarrassment is an embarrassment we all feel because if you think back to when you introduced your husband or whatever to your parents or something, like I don't know how smoothly that went, but like I find when I did it, I just felt just fucking embarrassed. I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's yes. embarrassing. And then now to watch these people doing on a reality show is just very difficult. Um, and I was blushing and I was sweating and like, I couldn't, I had a hard time with this episode. <laughs> I know, especially with like the younger, it's like you're introducing them to younger people. So it's a different thing where, you know, we're not with the normal bachelor, you, you bring somebody home, you introduce them to your parents 
it's like we know what that dynamic is. We know we're yes. going to get like the, the stern talk from mom and dad. And right. Like, yeah. But when you're just sort of like throwing throwing grandchildren at the screen. <laughs> oh, my God. And I mean, it's no. cute. I, and I want to say so the first one we go to is Teresa in Shrewsbury, New Jersey. And look, she has these two sisters. She has a daughter um, who's just lovely. She the daughter has three um, young uh, grandchildren, uh, all boys. They're really cute. Everyone's cute. Everyone's you know concerned about Teresa. Um, there's like <laughs> just this, like the daughter just point blank asks Gary like, you know, do you? think you could, you know, be in love with my mom or whatever. And he's right. just sort of like, he does not really get into it. Like he doesn't, be, and we uh, we only know this because by contrast with Faith and Leslie, he does, he's more explicit with I love yous. Right. And with Teresa, he is not explicit with an I love you. And yeah. that, and he was not very terribly clear with the daughter about how he felt. He was just sort of like, right. yes, I can see. It was like the same kind of noncommittal statement he made about Leslie. It was just like, I I don't see any reason why not or something. You know what I mean? It was like, it right. wasn't exactly that, but it had vibes of that feeling. And so it just yeah. felt a little just like, ugh. And so you sort of immediately um, with, with uh, Teresa, you're sort of like, you're out of the race. Right. Yeah. Which is, I did not see happening. I was like, I did not see Teresa sort of being at the back of the line um, ever. I was like, I mean, she just sort of always had this kind of like cheerleader-esque like, like positivity about her connection with Gary. Yeah. And, um, but I guess Gary's sort of like general confusion and terror has, is seeping in at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know yeah and and then the other thing that i think was interesting was the, the moment that gary has with the dot no sorry not not gary with the daughter the daughter does like an an interview on her own and mm. you know and she's just like i just want my mom to be happy and like and she's like you know and i have to and and obviously she's not trying to replace my dad and she starts breaking down remembering her dad and yeah. I, of course, am completely sobbing at this point because, right. because that's the other weird thing that you don't have to deal with in regular Bachelor is there's grief and loss. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're dealing with these with these adult children who really miss their dads. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's weird. And then it's also... The dynamic of seeing your parent with someone, that can't be easy. Even if you want it for them, it's not easy. Not to mention you're putting Gary in these positions. Like yeah. <laughs> the most, I, I just can't picture a man who's more biologically incapable of disappointing someone. Yeah, so you yeah, put, yeah. You're, you're just putting him in front of these kids who are like, I miss my dad. It's like, yeah. oh, God. 
Oh my god, like no wonder he's like about to puke outside of the mansion. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. And then and then you have these little grandkids who are just like adorable being like, Do you want to be our grandpa and all this shit? And it's like, oh my god, I can't it's just too it's too, it's too much, much at stake. It's, and for a man who has and I, Gary. I am with you on the empathy front. I actually feel like I was born with too much empathy. Like it's like actually irritating. I cry way too much at things. I get way too mm-hmm. concerned about utter strangers. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I waste so much time on feeling unbelievable troves of empathy for other people that I will never even meet. And yes. I think Gary and I are cut from the same cloth. Um, and so it's, uh, it's too much, I think it's too much for a man that has that. It's, it, and so then, okay, so he, so he sort of leaves things with Teresa in a, like, unclear state because he did not say, I love you. It was a good, look, it was a good little trip or whatever. Everyone was cute. The family was delightful, all that stuff. But we can't say from that one thing that Teresa's going forward. See, the next hometown is Faith in Benton City, Washington, which is rural. Uh, Faith mm-hmm. has horses, and there was a fair amount of horse discourse, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of horse footage, a lot of yeah, horse yeah, discourse. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it's funny because I didn't realize, I mean, I know she came in on a motorcycle and all that, but I just didn't realize she was like, she was living the, the ranch life or whatever. Um, yeah. But she, that's her deal. And this, I think, was... I wouldn't... I'm curious where the motorcycle really comes from at this point, too. I'm just a little bit like, does she just ride the motorcycle around the ranch? Right, right. Does she she just take the horse to a motorcycle that's parked somewhere else? I just need, like, a chronological sort of timeline of Faith's life. She was homeless as a teen. She's she's a motorcycle rider. She lives on a ranch. Anyway, okay. Right, exactly. There's nothing but holes in the story of faith. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. just a patchwork of it's see-through and I can't, I didn't have no idea it's, what's going on. It's giving mad libs. If I'm yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, so no idea about faith. Um, it, she, she is like a mystery that I would like to unravel and, uh, and they're sitting around in the family and, and faith has these two, like just really, you know, you know, beautiful, fresh faced sons or whatever, who are sort of like, what are your intentions? And do you think you could be in love with our mom? And then Gary said, yeah, I think I could. So this was like a much stronger declaration than what we got out of the Teresa visit. Like yeah. he was, he was more serious about faith. Um, and then they're sitting around all of the family together. And this is, I wanted to crawl under my couch and live there forever because he whispers to her, like, would you say it? And she said, I would say it. And then he said, I love you. And then she said, I love you. And then they make out in front of the entire brood. Um, I don't know. Did, would you... <laughs> Just, Is this yeah. a moment you you would want to experience in your parents' life? <laughs> I mean, I I wish that I was there so that they could just <laughs> cut to me. But it would be that I would just be sobbing. I'd just be like, "Ugh, uh, I- this is gross, <laughs> you guys." 
<laughs> oh yeah. no! And the and the like grandkids were like ah, like everyone was like it was a really, it was a really interesting scene. Now here's the question I have for you. And this is the elephant in the room for all of these bitches. What is yeah. the deal with the arrangement, the life arrangement that they would have? Because Faith made it pretty clear, like, I got to be with my horses. Also, one of my horses yep. is buried here. So that's a thing that I need <laughs> to be near. And um, which I was Meanwhile, like. Meanwhile, his wife is buried, right? It, his right. Wife. In Indianapolis. Yeah. Or Indiana. Yeah. Somewhere in Indiana. Um, right. Oh, on his property? She's buried on his property? No, but I'm just assuming not next to her horse. Right, yes. You know, in a different <laughs> city. That's that's an arrangement that could be made, is a is a co-horse um, ex-wife uh, burial plot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so dark. So sorry. No, these are real people. Um, yeah, but, right. Okay, right. but my question for all these adults that have such fully formed lives, which is again, not the case in regular bachelor, regular bachelor, you're in your twenties, you're in your early thirties, whatever it is. You've, you're, you're, you're mobile. You can go. It's not, you're not tied to a thing. Um, and that's not the case here. Like to see the number of grandchildren we saw in this episode. I mean, like, obviously they don't want to leave that. So, right. and, 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 and even, and Teresa even said, sorry, not Teresa, Faith even said, like, I, I, I couldn't leave this. And she, he was sort of like, ah, we could figure it out or whatever. Right. Yeah. What do you, I what think, do you think about this tension? Well, I think it's one of those things they have to brush over because there's no way this is going to work. Right. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. no way any of these are going to work. Let's be honest. I, this, these are people in their seventies. They have lives. They are set in their ways. I mean, to be like, I can't leave where my horse is buried, um, even for my husband. Uh, (laughs) To say that, (laughs) like, when you also have grandkids, it just, it it, uh, suggests a certain kind of, like, being set in your ways, right? Where I, I just, when I'm watching, there's moments where I go, like, Okay, well, there's no, there's no future here, but I'm going to keep watching. Do you know what I mean? I just, right. I, I keep doing that. So, but that's not why we're watching. It's like we're not watching this because we think it's actually going to work, are we? Is that what we're? Well, doing? I mean, I don't know, Rosebud, because they're they're older. I do want something to work. Like they're older. I want, I want something to work for somebody. I think. Can I tell you what I think? Yeah. I think that that having something work when you are older is getting to do whatever you want. And that involves a life uh, with no one else in it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, to yeah. me, the happy ending is they all get to live by themselves. But that's the, you know, that's also, listen, I'm a new mom and I'm, I'm crushed by the weight of responsibility. And uh, so, yeah, uh, for me, the, a happy ending to the Golden Bachelor is everybody goes home alone. You know I mean? <laughs> okay, I also want to say that I, I heard that could a story. be the postpartum hormones talking, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also want to say that like I heard a story. Um, I just happened to be hear a story from a, a woman this weekend who's eighty one, and she met this dude at seventy five. And she lived in L.A. and he lived in, I want to say, somewhere in Connecticut or whatever. And they basically were long distance for like two years. 
he this guy would oh, wow. fly to LA, hang out with her, fly back. So seven they're 75 at the start of this relationship. And they did that for like two years. And then finally he was like, okay, I'm gonna move to Los Angeles. And and now they're you know, 81 and they're happy and together. Um, so I also think there's a version where everyone does go home alone, but maybe there's a long distance thing. And I think when you're at, when you're in that age and it's like maybe slimmer pickings or like whatever, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't even, you know, but they're, I, I think they're slimmer pickings that you work harder to make something work. And then you do ultimately make more compromises, even if you, you can't see making the compromise in the moment. Like I can't see faith making a compromise right now. But right. if it's a good thing, maybe she would make a compromise down the road. So that's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. So that's the, a possibility. That's a possibility. So the final city uh, was Minneapolis. No horses, um, but Leslie has three children, um, a couple of grandchildren, and mm-hmm. a, um, a batch. A what? Let's say a batch. A batch. A batch. Yes, a batch. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's that's a, the, a good yeah. way of putting it. Um, <laughs> and so, so we we got this ma- major declaration of "I love yous" in the faith situation. In in Leslie, it was interesting actually because they really cityed up the visuals. Like they had yeah. them meet on a on a bridge with like Minneapolis in the background, and it was just like very urban. It was just like suddenly we're like very urban, so we're like kind of seeing the contrast between these women, right. and um and the the Leslie connection, you know the it was similar. All the kids were sort of like, "What are your intentions?" All that stuff. We had this. We had that's the other funny thing is like it was just the same. The producers like didn't vary up the line of questioning. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just kind of got the same conversation from every family. Um, and there was, I, what do you think about the Leslie-Gary connection? I mean, I think Leslie's kind of my fave. I don't know really why, but okay. I find her to be, um, she's just kind of my favorite one. She's like the coolest, you know? She is cool. I think she's, I think she's a little too cool for Gary, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um. I I think that, you know, I know that she's bit. She's had this like past, this difficult past with men, where it's like she's been cheated on before. Um. But to me, if in the reality, the day to day of this relationship, Leslie, I feel like, could eat Gary alive. Like, <laughs> just. <laughs> and to me, that I I kind of am into that for her. Right. Well, it's funny. Like, she's just a little too cool. Le- and it, what's really interesting about Leslie, too, is that she's, like, she's both too cool for him and could eat him alive. But she's also been wounded, it seems, more than the other women. Like, she has not had serious yeah. relationships that have lasted in a, in a in a you know, satisfying way, in an emotionally complete way. Like, she, mm-hmm. she just seems a little bit more damaged from the relationships that she's had. And... And yet also, yes, she's just cooler than him. I'm not sure. It's like funny because they're, I think she's like 62 or something like that. And he's 72. And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. It's almost though like that gulf between them feels so big. Um, yeah, I like, I I don't think like Leslie's like going to be out there referencing I Spice or something, but I don't even think 
he would pick up a Spice Girls reference if she made one. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I There is. It's odd because you think like 65, 75, like the 10 year difference. Like what's the. But with them, I really see it. Like yeah. she just seems like such a such a hot young thing. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. And um yeah, I don't know. I to me it's like a there's a huge difference between sixty and seventy. I also I'm realizing think, it. Yeah, completely. And I also think that like Leslie lives in Minneapolis, like that's a big city. I think she has more mm-hmm. options. And I think she has that she has the cool guy options and maybe those cool guys are dicks and that's, you know, that's been her problem. She's gone after but that's cool guys. What, yeah. But that's where I go. Okay. I kind of like Gary for her because you know, he's a nice guy and maybe she's tired of all these um, Minneapolis puff guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's, but it's interesting. Cause I was just like, think looking at Benton city in Washington where faith lives and just thinking to myself, yeah, it must be really fucking hard to find a guy here. There's just a pop, just yeah. just basic population statistics would right. would lead you to believe that it would be difficult to find, right. you know. And so that that kind of yeah. makes sense. And with Leslie, I I'm sort of like, okay, this is my little hope for Leslie. I kind of don't think she's a forever match with Gary, but I think mm-hmm. that she can shift her at like maybe this experience will open her up to the nerdier, nicer dudes that are in Minneapolis. That's my wish for Leslie as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want that. I want her to, I want Gary to soften her a little bit. Yes. Yes. And I, and, and even everyone in the family said, this is not, he is not the kind of guy that she brings home. And like, Mm -hmm. it's very clear that, you know. Which is such a funny way to kind of like shade him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like Gary, dude, you're like you're weirdly not uncool. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, you're not you're not her thing. Like she's <laughs> she wouldn't pick you out of a lineup, buddy. Right. You know. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, so I feel like that's this hilarious thing. Nevertheless, their last smooching scene, which felt the most passionate of the three smooching scenes we had to undergo. Mm-hmm. Also involved some I love yous. Yeah, which is like, okay. <laughs> All right, if that's where we're at. So we go into the rose ceremony. There's two roses. One of these ladies is going to get cut. The first lo- rose goes to Leslie, which I was surprised because I thought the ro- first rose was going to go to Faith. I was wrong. Which means, but, uh, okay. Also, he had to check with Faith to see if she would say it back to him. And he had like a whole like, he had like a whole quote that he like led into the I love you with Leslie. Yeah. If I remember that. A, a wise correctly. man once told me you have to take seize every opportunity to say I love you or something like whatever. Something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah he and initiated so he was ready. In, in a particular, yes. He was, he was, he was way more confident with Leslie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah than he was with Faith. That's true. So, right. okay, so so Leslie gets the rose. Then he does a series of expletives and leaves the room and it bends and mm-hmm. he feels like he's going to throw up and he's, you know, he's in the courtyard just not yeah. not doing well. Um, yeah, he's doing, he's having a real, real moment out there. What do you think 
is his real issue? Um, I don't know. He's been staring at the faces of all their grandkids and kids and um, all of them being like, do you really love my grandma? Oh, yeah. And like, <laughs> do you, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, he's probably just, he's probably like seeing all of them, like going past in his mind, just like hearing their voices. Yeah. I, I would imagine he's having a full blown panic attack is what I think is happening. Yeah, I th- I mean, I think that's right. And I also think he clearly wants to cut Teresa, but his but but it's those grandkids, right? It's it's the families that's like making it very yeah. very difficult. But I th- I yeah. don't think he I think I don't think he doesn't know what he wants to do. I don't think he's cutting faith unless he really didn't like riding that horse. You know. Yeah. <laughs> because she did unless make him ride a against, horse. Yeah. Yeah. I can't spend the rest of my life knee deep in horse shit. Yeah. I need to, I, I gotta get rid of this lady. I told her I love her. What do I do? It's a hell of a cliffhanger. And that's how they ended it. We don't know who's getting the second rose until the next episode. So that was a hell of a cliffhanger. That's absolutely right. And who do you, but what, what your prediction is who? Oh, God. I would say based on, this is just based on bad and I start to go through like bachelor mechanic. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like they'll set up Teresa to look like the loser. Um, and sometimes that's a little too obvious of a red herring. Yeah. So he'll actually let like, um, faith go. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Or, or they're making up for the fact that, uh, Teresa is such an obvious red herring that I know this is not really an answer to your question, by okay. the way, but that they are making a huge cliffhanger to kind of make up for that fact. Right, 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 right. Because right now, to me, it's obvious that ter- I would say Teresa's going home. Yeah. But, um, you know, and it's like, it it's kind of obvious, I think, to most people that Teresa is yeah, the one. Yeah, I mean, at home. least I mean, the way it was edited, that's what they want us to feel. Is it tree? Also, but, but the, we're but, not going to be as the, upset, right. If they put a big cliffhanger, do you know? But I, right, and but I also, I also just think the "I love yous" were t- that's that's he. She even said she said when that Jesse dude came out and was like, "How do how was your date or whatever your hometown visit?" And she was like, "Oh my god, it was amazing." I told him how I feel. I didn't hear the same back, but I'm hoping yeah. blah blah blah. And it's like. That's a fucking big deal that you didn't hear the same back. Because let me tell you what the other ladies did, you know? So you're yeah. not in a yeah. good position. <laughs> you're not right. in a good position. Um, yeah. Well, folks, I'm so curious to hear, what do you think? Where where are these ladies headed? Um, I What did you think about this cliffhanger? I believe the next episode is actually one of these, like, the cast gets together and says stuff uh episode a reunion like kind of a re- thing? yeah yeah which i i guess i don't i i didn't know that they did that um so that's uh that'll be a bachelor first for me as this entire experience has been um mm-hmm. and so oh, it's your first time watching the bachelor yes <laughs> no and Wait. Well, but this is my first time watching a reality tv show oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've seen like clips and stuff of things. Like it's not like I'm an insane person, but this is basically my first time. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
We need to talk after. We need to talk after. <laughs> we need to talk about my emotional health. <laughs> yeah, I just, I there's, I have some recommendations. Oh, okay, great, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear those. But what I would really love to hear is where people should follow you, um, what you have going <laughs> on, because the people of Fake the Nation need to know your work. Okay, so um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'm no longer on Twitter, um, <laughs> nice. but I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Rosebud Baker. You can see my comedy special Whiskey Fists on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'm currently not on the road because I'm just um, watching my little baby. But uh, I will be back on the road next next year. I'm so excited for your the upcoming Netflix um, special. Oh, my God. Yes. And also, I have this special coming out on Netflix. Yeah, oh which I was like, I had to remind you about. Um, <laughs> This is what they call mommy brain. Um, oh my God. But, I don't yeah. even know if I can blame the kid for that. That's pretty <laughs> typical. Um, Follow Rosebud. Watch all of her stuff. You can already get into it right this very minute on YouTube. I've seen this special. It's so fantastic. She's just so funny. She's just one of the best on the scene today. So definitely, definitely oh, thank you. watch her work. And you know where to find me and all the things that I do. Um, I want to thank everyone who makes the show possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Everyone at HeadGum. Thanks so much to Gabby Alter for our theme music. If you have any questions, please uh, email us at fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad if you want to support the show. Um, and also, uh, don't forget to listen to your regular episode of Fake the Nation that drops every Thursday. We will be back in your earballs in just a couple days. That was a HeadGum Podcast.